like I should enter this with like a Barry, not Barry Allen, that's the Flash. What's his name? Barry, Barry White. White. Yeah. Welcome to digital. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the, uh, that pillow talk guy in the radio. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't remember that from like the, the 90s? It was like 101. Um, no, it was like 100.3, basically. The guy... It was like this really famous guy for like had like the pillow talk session. He was basically late night radio, and they played like smooth jazz, basically from like <laughs> midnight on. To the idea you could either like How have sex to this? it or fall you, asleep to it. How do you know about this? Because my friend, when I slept would have would, would have sex with you over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I sleep over her house, she used to she had to have the radio on to fall asleep. That's how she fell asleep. So she would put on the station that was like the pillow talk radio. <laughs> That was like just sort of like background noise, and he had this like really like deep, deep like sultry voice. Are you saying I don't have a deep sultry voice? No. No, I don't. You don't. <laughs> My voice is very nasally. Yeah, it's not nasally. It's just not deep. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Yeah, yeah. So, welcome, plebeian wife Amanda. Welcome, plebeian husband adam can i be husbando husbando adam, <laughs> husbando, adam. yes <laughs> so i think I should, we should introduce this and why we're calling it digital love we had a lot of fun with the diablo i think yeah we did it was a great session uh, far less than we had with mass effect uh well mass effect was a very emotionally charged episode diablo was just sort of like fun yeah yeah so i think we both learned that we you know, you got to experience something from my past twice, effectively. I mean, Mass Effect, we were dating when I was playing Mass Effect. Yeah, but I wasn't really involved at the time. I didn't really care about Mass Effect, and I didn't—I wasn't interested in it. So, therefore, it's not like I, I watched you play it or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. All your friends were playing it because you lived in a house. You were renting out a room with a bunch of people during, like, the college era. Yeah. And they, we were all playing it, and you were just like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And you were basically playing, like, Katamari and other random stuff. Burnout Paradise. We played a lot of Burnout Paradise. Yeah? Rock Band. I remember Rock Band. Uh, we played Far Cry 2. That was a big thing. Right. I never got into that. Yeah, it was, like, our big multiplayer game was Far Cry 2 for some reason. An Unreal Tournament for a little bit, too. Yeah, I do remember that. I yeah. Remember that. So I wanted to, you know, we kind of, we've been together for, what, I think 15 years now? Hmm. I think we just passed 15. 15 years next year. 14. Next year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, this whole pandemic thing, we didn't really get to celebrate. So yeah, I know. We just sort of skipped it. over like two years of anniversaries because, you know, what are we going to do? It sucks. Yeah, it, it does. It really does. <laughs> so next year we'll have to go ham since everything's opened up again. Oh, yeah. And it's 15. It's a big it's a, it's yeah. a milestone. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so a lot of our life has been driven by video games. I wouldn't say driven by. I would say... It, I almost feel like we have like a like a three-way relationship. You, me, and then someone the video games get to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't even get a laugh at that. Uh. Oh, well, that's no fun. <laughs> so, so one thing I wanted to talk about was some, you know, games that are important to you and me. Mm -hmm. And we kind of had this idea where... We were going to play each other's games. Now, you've already gone ahead and effectively played two of my games. You only beat one, though. Ah! You I, never finished Mass Effect. I beat it as much as I could without, you know, completely wanting to destroy everything and everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. So, this time around, we're going to talk about a game we've both played. Excessively. Excessively. I don't. I never done a slash plate. Is there such thing as like an add-on that you could get that automatically does slash plate across all your characters? No. 
No, I don't think there is. Okay. So we're talking World of Warcraft. The one and only. Yeah, given it's, you know, I think at this point people are calling it more or less dead, even though it's still got a lot of subscribers. Yeah, it's not the same subscriber base that it used to have, that cult following where everyone thought that WoW was the end-all be-all of all MMOs. There was no game that could ever come out that would be a true WoW killer. And yeah, that doesn't really exist anymore. I, I mean, with all the uh, overall Blizzard hate and, you know, a couple kind of mediocre slash bad expansions and they just sort of fizzled out into nothing. Yeah, they did. And I think now they're with the politics, all the games being delayed from Blizzard. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bad scene over there. I think we're all done. And we haven't played WoW basically since the end of B BFA. Yeah, we kind of just purchased Shadowlands and went, wow, yeah, okay, we're just never going to play this, I guess. Yeah, we both did, didn't yeah. we? Didn't we? Ooh, 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 yeah, what a waste what of a, money. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I want to talk, I want to start with our journey through wow and we did not start playing wow together no, we, we were didn't. not dating when wow came out nope um but so i wanted to start with what wow was like before each other and then talk about the changes and then talk about our personal histories with mm -hmm. this is not one of those things where in the next episodes and other later episodes you'll hear us talk about a specific game and i'll one of us will be reliving one of each other's favorite games in this case it's kind of two of our both favorite games that we played together for Probably more time than we haven't played together at this point by quite a large margin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a very large part of our relationship yeah. together. So in, in some cases, it started fights that maybe we wouldn't, we may not have recovered from. In some <laughs> cases, it bonded us. Oh, yeah, of course. It definitely caused more fights than it bonded. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was many nights of screaming at each other over really trivial shit. <laughs> so I want to learn more about your start with WoW. I know we've kind of talked to about it with each other in small details here and there. When we both know we both got into WoW for the same reason, and we'll be completely honest, it's because of just Rob. Yeah, just Rob. Um, he kind of turned me into a nerd, and I think he kind of turned you into a nerd at the beginning, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny story, just Rob is actually my ex and was the one who got me into WoW in the first place. And I didn't start playing it when it first came out. I wasn't really big into video games, and he was. And he's like, hey, there's this game that came out. I think you'll really enjoy it. I think you should try it. Which was probably his ultimate downfall because, honestly, I, I became obsessed with it <laughs> on, like, an, a level that I don't think he ever could have fathomed. And so it, I was in high school at the time. I was in grade 10. And I got the base game. And I think for every Christmas, birthday, Easter, any reason to ever get a gift after that, all I did was ask for wow time. That's yeah. all I ever wanted. Just give me wow time. And that's it because I didn't, I had like a little part-time job as a babysitter and I worked at a, like a family entertainment establishment on the weekends for money. And that was really the only income I had. So really it just, the, I, all my money either went to wow time or all my gifts went to wow time. Yeah. We weren't, we didn't have the money then to buy our own wow time. So we had to beg for it for yeah, our parents. Much. So yeah, I got into the game and I originally started playing as Alliance and yes. I was on a PvP server at the time. Really? Oh, yeah. I started on Shadow Moon. That was the first character I ever made. Oh, okay. So I made a Night Elf because, you know, Night Elves were the prettiest race you could possibly be. And I thought that was amazing. At the time? At the time, yeah. Um, so I made a Night Elf Rogue. I was absolutely terrible at the game. I had <sighs> no idea how to play a Rogue. I still don't know how to play a Rogue, actually. I mean, that's probably one of the classes I'm the worst at. <laughs> and my time basically consisted of running around uh, Teldrassil 
and doing a lot of nothing. And then I discovered role-playing, which was also a huge time mistake because I became (laughs) obsessed with that. So there was a group of us on this PVP server who kind of like got into role-playing. We decided, hey, why don't we all just go to like an actual role-playing server so we're not just sitting here being griefed by people who are actually trying to PVP and are just like ganking us in random corners of the world. So got out of PVP, went to a role-playing server, and I just went ham. I joined a guild and there was a lot of like classic drama that comes with role-playing servers this like, was still classic though like you did all of this in class oh yeah 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 this was yeah. in like the first like year of me playing basically yeah but what i'm saying is you didn't start right away you didn't start on day one but you started within classic early on oh absolutely yeah uh this was all way before um burning crusade ever came out yeah so yeah joined a role-play server joined a guild went through the classic like You know what? It was almost like that those really lame like Spanish telenovas where it's like just (laughs) over the top, over dramatic. Like he's been in a coma for thirty years. Oh yeah, but I love another man. Those are the kind of stories that we, for some reason, thought we should be, you know, role playing out. So it was just it was so teenagers. Oh yeah, young, um, deviant art inspired, MySpace loving fucking emo dramatic teenagers yeah there's a lot of drama in there and it's one thing i remember because i started pretty much when rob did rob introduced me to the beta i got into the beta as well as rob Mm -hmm. and we played a bit in there i wasn't too enthralled by it but what ended up happening was all of my friends were playing it and at the time we had things like um i think was it yahoo chat no msn chat and icq at the time yes yep so world of warcraft sort of to the, at the start became my MSN chat or my ICQ because all my friends were playing on that. Yeah. So, okay, I could sit there on just a chat room and chat with them, or I could just be pushing random buttons at the same time as chatting. And that's how my journey began. Again, I think we all started with Rogue. Yeah, actually, I remember there was a specific memory I had of you, uh, Rob, and Chris... Uh, we basically decided that we were going to go to the Barrens because Rob was like, hey, there's this thing called a Zeppelin and it's really cool and you should come and like go on this thing. It's like like the ships, but it's in the air. And I'm like, holy shit, that sounds amazing. We got to go. And he's like, oh, by the way, this area has giraffes. Right. And I was obsessed with giraffes at the time. I don't know where that obsession came from. I just had this obsession with giraffes. I thought they were the greatest animal known to mankind. And he's like, there's there's this area and it's kind of made like a like an African savanna. It's called the Barrens. And there's giraffes. And I was like, oh right. my God, that is amazing. Let's go. So we went on this like huge journey. We were super low level. I think I was like level like 14 at the time. So you were just getting into Dark Shore. Yes. Super low for the areas that we were going into because we had to go through Darkshore all the way through Ashenvale, yep. all the way into the Barrens. And, and Ashenvale was like 20 through 30. Yeah. So there was a lot of times where I just would like spawn, die. And this was still spawn, PvP. Die. This oh, was, yeah. This was still PvP. Oh, though. yeah. So there was a lot of like PvP when we got closer to the Barrens too. But we ended up actually making it all the way to the Barrens, basically like corpse spawning, camping, dying, whatever the whole way there. And I got to ride on the Zeppelin and I thought it was the coolest freaking thing ever. And then we got totally ganked on the Zeppelin. And so it was is that awful. one of your like favorite times back in the old days? Um, 
you know what? I have a lot of like really fond memories and that was one of them. I actually, funny enough, at the time I was like really into um, artistry, like drawing, you know, whatever the case was. That was what, that was my passion. I loved drawing. And I actually wanted to make like a little mini comic specifically about that story because it was just so, it like stuck in my memory so much for whatever reason. We all thought it was like absolutely hilarious at the time. I don't don't really know why, (laughs) but it was. And yeah, I'd say it's a very, very fond memory of mine. So during that time, we started on, what was it? Shadow, Shadow Moon? Shadow Moon, Shadow Moon. Chris and I, we all kind of played together for the start. But then Chris and I sort of went off. You and Rob went off into the RP land. Yeah, we went to Shadow Council as an RP server. And Chris and I kept on Shadow Moon because we enjoyed PvP. And this was back in the day before they had Battlegrounds or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So we would just do PvP. So we stuck around. And that's where we, our lives veered. In that way where you went off and I don't think you ever, re- did you ever reach level 60 in Classic WoW or early on-ish? No, I think the highest I ever got was like 47. Okay. That was my, that was the maximum I hit. And then I just, for some reason, could not get any higher level than that. Uh, see, I did, what was interesting to me is I ended up doing a lot of PvP. I spent a lot of time doing that. I think we might have been the ones to introduce Zeppelins to people because Chris and I, used to stay on the Zeppelins as Night Elf Rogues mm. and just gang whoever. Everyone who's played WoW in those days knows those rogues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Knows those pricks. We were those pricks. Yeah, hanging out in the basement of the Zeppelin, just yeah. waiting for somebody to uh, come on board yeah. oh, and go the- AFK while they're waiting for it to go somewhere. Yeah, and we would load quicker than them or yeah. just barely in time for them. And so, yeah, that was the kind of world we, we lived in. My favorite memories, I don't know if I ever told you this story from old old classic WoW. Uh, oddly enough, it's not when I led raids in Molten Core or anything like that. I used to be the the rogue leader mm-hmm. for you know the classic forty man raids. That's how we, that's how we did it back then. You'd have each class leader. But my favorite memory was one when I first and en- right near the time I first entered Darkshore. I was by myself. I wasn't playing with anyone at the time. I was just on myself. I think everyone else was you know, doing whatever. And I met this night owl female that I was just talking to and hung out with and they knew what they were doing. And I was just this young dumb idiot that was like, oh my god, this whole world. And it's when I learned the word fauna what the word fauna meant because the character name was fauna and i didn't understand and i kept seeing their name and i kept seeing the name of like the deer and stuff in the area and i'm like oh you're like a deer and i thought fauna was specifically a deer it's Uh, not but it's just generic forest animals yeah to a small degree there's more to it than that but i remember this lesson because then i was enthralled with this person and then someone else came by and was like, yeah, I'm the boyfriend. Fuck off. <laughs> and I was like, what, 13 <laughs> oh, at the time? Oh, that's awesome. It was great. I still have this memory of being just a goofy little fuck. And I think it was my first time like, oh, wow, this could be my girlfriend online. Uh, I wanted yeah. you to know this whole journey takes place over maybe an hour's worth of time. <laughs> and I just want to like touch on the fact that at that time, having a girlfriend online in World of Warcraft was not such a like estranged concept. Oh, no, it was definitely a strange concept. I don't know. There was a lot of people that I know that had like online relationships revolving around World of Warcraft. Yeah, because you were in the RP community. Well, yeah. And people kind of tend to blur the lines of like character relationships and online relationships and like real life relationships. And it got kind of messy that way. You're right. Yeah, because it was the first form of, I think, like there wasn't such thing as um, plenty of fish. There wasn't such thing as what other ones are there out there? Uh... I wouldn't know. I don't even know. All the dating sites. That you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Those didn't exist. So you would meet people on World of Warcraft and it was kind of like you're plenty of fish to a small degree. Yeah, I guess Long in a way. Long distance relationships that you would end up forming. And sometimes you'd meet, sometimes you wouldn't. Sometimes nothing would happen. Most of the time, nothing would happen. Hmm. So 
I think those are good times when we were back in the day. But what I want to talk about is obviously we went through, we we played WoW together, but we didn't play together as a couple back then. No, we were just sort of like, you were friends with my boyfriend. And so we kind of just hung out, you know, as a group or whatever. But yeah, we didn't really like go out of our way to go and play the game together. No, and especially we when... We very rarely did, especially when you switched off server. Yeah, when, we, when I switched off server, we basically didn't play at all for like years after that yeah because i ended up going into the burning crusade and just going full pvp like i did everything pvp i let i led a pvp guild with chris so on and so forth i did almost no pve in burning crusade i actually stopped playing in burning crusade for a decent amount of time like i really for most of burning crusade i didn't play now that was mostly because i had an account that got hacked and i lost the account and that was it like i just i had didn't have the game anymore so therefore i didn't play so there was like a very large portion of burning crusade that i just never played okay fair enough um so when we kind of started dating again was i i would say what near the middle of wrath um no it was actually towards it was towards the beginning of was wrath it? yeah okay yeah basically i believe it was right at the beginning of wrath because wrath was coming out and you had asked me if I wanted to play because there was this expansion coming out and I had played before, but I said I didn't have an account. And that's when we ended up doing the refer a friend. Right. Because you got the Zebra mount. Right. And we did the refer a friend together. And basically we leveled characters together as quickly as possible with the uh, refer a friend bonus so that we yes. could, ex- so we could experience Wrath of Lich King. So the question I've got to ask is, I know for a fact that our time together in Wrath changed the way I play WoW. Before, mm-hmm. I was very PvP. I led a clan. I led, I led a guild. Um, it was all PvP, and it was very ranked and trying to be the bestest of bests. How did playing with me change the way you play the game? Well, I got out RPing because, I don't know, you weren't really into that. No. And... It kind of got to the point where it was just, it was like too much drama, too much, I don't know, too much emotion involved in it, I guess. Yeah, there was a lot of drama. Yeah, and I kind of got more into raiding, actually. I didn't, I hated PvP, I really do still, but I just, I never got into PvP. I hated that like competitive Mm -hmm. aspect with other people. But raiding to me was like, holy shit, this is a new thing and I'm really enjoying this. So you kind of pushed me into more of a, I don't want to call it competitive mindset, but a more like progressive, um, progression mindset, I should yeah. say. Um, and that became raiding and dungeon running to yep. me. So that was, I guess that's how I changed. And I also um, took on the role of healer. That was kind of like, that became my niche class. Um, When we leveled together, I ended up leveling a Blood Elf Paladin. And yeah, I I really enjoyed... we didn't start Wrath on Horde side. We should be really clear. We were both Alliance all the way up to the start of Wrath. And even when Wrath started, we were Alliance. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I I did a Night Elf Hunter. You did. We were on a PvP server called Burning Legion. Yes. And that's right, because I remember doing, I don't know why that character specifically, but I remember doing a lot of Gundrak. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I think that's when I started. I was a human Death Knight. I switched over to Death Knight because I'm an Edgelord. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, But we kind of moved over after that. When we moved over to the Horde, we joined a guild and we started doing our raiding together. And you mm-hmm. played the role of healer. And I ended up moving to tank because it just sort of, I don't know what it is, but I always ended up leading. I, it was hard to lead a... 
a dungeon as a rogue. Yeah, because nobody listens to you. You're just DPS. They just go, yeah, yeah, go sit in the corner and fucking stab stuff. Yeah, and you couldn't control what was going on. So I ended up taking on Tank mostly because I liked the Death Knight um, story. Mm -hmm. I liked their story. I liked their art style. I liked their edge lordiness. <laughs> their and overall aesthetic. Their overall aesthetic. And it ended up leading me into tanking because I always liked to be a leader and I was always the leader from behind. Mm -hmm. Now with you as the healer, we kind of had all the power to run the dungeons and we had control yeah. and we could manage the situation. We were the power couple. We were the power couple. <laughs> and so that kind of led us and that's why I got into raiding with you because I ended up playing the off tank in this guild mm -hmm. and you ended up playing the off healer, I think as well. Yes. So that's kind of how, I, or you were, because you were a paladin, you were a tank healer effectively. Yeah, my role kind of jumped around because they had a dedicated priest who was like their main healer. She kind of did everything. And then they also had a druid healer, I believe. Yeah. And then I just sort of like filled in the gaps. They they eventually let me become more of like the dedicated tank healer when paladins became more um single target heavy. Yeah, there was a there was a time in Wrath where they added holy power. And really? Was it that early? It, yeah. So Holy Power came out and it was like a huge deal because now I had two resources. I had mana and I had Holy Power. Right. So that was like a game changer because I I didn't have as many mana problems as the rest of our healers right. did because I had Holy Power to fall back on, which is really good. And I actually became like, Paladins for a while were like awesome healers. Yes. Like they did amazing amounts of healing and that's what blood blood dk's were. they were one of the best tanks at the time as well yeah because they had a lot of self-healing there yeah. was they were self-sustaining right you could just sort of like let them go do something and you didn't really have to like pay attention to them they you just sort of take care of them. themselves so at that time i was it was great like i was probably the dedicated tank healer and we were pushing through ice crown citadel and that was like the, well, we our, pushed like, through everything with this guild we started with nax and moved on to Uld ulduar was it Ulduar? Yeah, Ulduar. Yeah. Ulduar. Oh, I totally forgot about Ulduar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We went through all of that. We went through all the... I don't remember all the different main yeah, raids. Yeah, there was Nax, the Ulduar. Coliseum. Yeah, the, there was the tournament. Yeah. The tournament of champions or tournament of whatever the heck it was. Whatever. Argent... No. Argent yeah, the Argent tournament. That's oh, yeah. what it was. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then... Yeah, and then Ice Crown Citadel at the end. But for some reason, Ice Crown Citadel kind of sticks out the most to me. I guess Nax is too. We, really, we I, spent a lot of time at Nax. Nax sticks out to me. Yeah. I guess you're right. But... So we, we kind of had this change where I moved from PvP mostly with the, you know, I'd gone, I was doing a bit of PvP and a bit of PvE in Classic. I moved to straight PvP in BC. I don't remember doing a single raid in BC. I can't think of a single one off the top of my head. No, I, I actually still haven't done. I mean, I've gone back. Well, we've to, gone back and done the, yeah, the to, events. To, and, yeah, that's true. We, we've done them all. I don't think point. I've ever actually done it as a legitimate raid. It's always been, yeah, I'm going to go back and get like transmog or, oh, I think we did you know, during, whatever. During the, the time runs. Remember they did the, they would bring back the raids for oh, like the classic yeah, runs. I didn't, I didn't really do that. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I don't know. For some reason, those raids are just boring Oh, to they're me. rough. Yeah. To me, they're nostalgic though, except uh, for the BC ones. No, I think the, the only one I did was uh, Gron's Lair. Oh, God. And well, let's go in and kill a thing. And yeah, it, it, it was. It was just go in and kill a thing. And that was the only reason why I did it. I was like, oh, this is easy enough, I guess. So I might as well. Oh, that's funny. So we kind of, you know, I went from PvP, you went from RP, and we kind of met in the middle mm -hmm. and went straight PvE. We ended up not really leading the guild, being the co leaders, I would call it. Um, I don't even know if I would be co leaders because. I mean, it kind of got weird because we ended up 
well, I shouldn't say we, I ended up moving in with my guild leader and right. his girlfriend. Yes. Um, which is kind of an odd scenario. Basically, I was living in a house with a lot of other college students and I just needed to get out of this house. It was like a disaster fest. It was a giant dumpster fire. So my guild leader at the time, his girlfriend actually lived about an hour away from where I was living and was moving into my city because she was going to go to university and she was looking for a place to live. He's like, well, why don't you talk to her and you, maybe you guys can find a place together. I was like, cool. All right, whatever. I don't care. I just need to get out of this house. So she basically came down and we looked at a couple places. We ended up finding a place and then he ended up moving in from Sweden, from Sweden to live with her. He had met her on wow. Talking about wow relationships and he moved from Sweden to Canada to be with her, which was impressive. So the three of us are basically living in this apartment together. And it was just kind of like an odd dynamic where like on raid nights, we would all be sitting at our yeah. computers and we would basically be all raiding together while essentially in the same room. And it was kind of neat, actually. Yeah, it was neat. So what is your we talked about our kind of more or less favorite memories when we didn't play together mm-hmm. what's one of your favorite memories of all the time that we did play together any expansion whatever Ooh. honestly leveling our blood elves together there's a specific memory i have of running around in ghost lands with right. you and there was for some reason we were on an rp server I don't know why we kept going back to RP servers. I think there was a, like a new server that opened up and we just like transferred into it or whatever the case was. I think I went there to, to appease you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so we were on an RP server at the time and we were running around Ghostlands. And I remember we came across this like waterfall. Right. Yeah. And there was two people who were like ERPing out loud. For anyone who doesn't know who what ERPing is, it's erotic role play. So they were like... They were sexting. They were sexting. Over wow. Over wow in a waterfall in the middle of Ghostlands. And we just kind of came in and for some reason we were just like, no, this is this is super fucking weird. We're going to be gigantic assholes about it. <laughs> so we were like running around them, like spamming random emotes, like basically just being gigantic trolls. And they were like screaming at us about how we were like ruining their experience, how, you know, we don't deserve to be on a role-playing server if we can't respect other people, blah, blah. And I just remember it being like the stupidest thing we'd ever encountered in that game. <laughs> that's That's a good one. I do remember that. I mostly relate that memory to Lady Gaga, though. Oh, yeah. Because we yeah. listened to a lot of Lady Gaga during that time. Yeah, we did, actually. It was really weird. Yeah, it was weird. It's the soundtrack of the Ghostlands. <laughs> that is, to me, it is. Yeah, actually. So one thing I remember, it's the thing is, I don't have any, like, one memory, but I've always enjoyed us when we led dungeons or dungeon crawls or I we didn't really lead the raids too often. Um, no, we kind of just sat back and let other people do their thing. Yeah, I mean, we'd always end up doing some leading. and But I remember there was a lot of times when we would, when we did lead raids, there was a few times where because the raid leader was gone, I took over. And there was a few times when we didn't like their strategy and we fought back as a power yeah. couple and said, no, we're going to try this other thing. And I distinctly remember all these times when it felt like uh, you and me leading the crew. And we always kind of had that because we were always the power couple. Mm -hmm. We could be the ones leading. We could be the ones controlling. And I don't want to be like, it sounds bad to say controlling, like, ah, we control everyone else. But it always felt good to be in that position with you. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it was, it was very, um, 
I don't know, empowering as a couple yeah. that people would trust us enough to follow our direction. Yes. And yeah, it, it felt good. And it, it's weird that I don't have any one memory to it, but I think this mostly happened in Legion when Legion came out. Yeah, I could see that. We did a lot of like dungeon leading in Legion because that we were um, very... I don't know. We were kind of at a point where we didn't really have... Did we have a guild at that time? I don't remember. I don't think we did. No. I think we were kind of just on our own. And we were trying to like, you know, make a name for ourselves and sort of like push through the world. And uh, we ended up joining up with a guild later on. Yes, we I did. believe. But yeah, we did a lot of like dungeon runs and, and a lot of like progression with the... Um, what did they have that in the... the mythic dungeons? Yeah, mythic yes. dungeons. That's what it was. Yes, exactly. And yeah. those are the times I really enjoyed mm. is leading those complex where it felt like we were going back to the old days where every dungeon you had to think ahead and you had to push and you had to be concise and be thoughtful. And it was good to be a team. And because we had been playing with each other for so long, we could easily be a team and it felt good. Yeah, we had a lot of unspoken communication where we both just kind of understood how we play and what's expected of us when we go through stuff. So we just sort of went, yeah, yeah, you know, you're going to do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And it's just going to work out because that's what we do. Exactly. Yeah. And so th those were my favorite moments, I would say. Yeah, fair enough. So I want to get into, obviously, the lore. We love the lore. To oh my us, God. this game is like a little soap opera for us. I, I think that's mostly what it is at this point. Is yeah, it kind of is. Our stories. There are stories. <laughs> It's it's our uh, all my children or yeah. our day, days of our lives. Days of our lives, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thrall's been in a coma for three weeks, and I fell in love with her, but with his boy or with his son or whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, whatever. The drama of it all. So I know that we both have our favorite lore characters. Who is your favorite character? Well, other than our own characters, obviously. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite lore character NPC? Oh. And for what reason? You know what? That is a good question. For the longest time, I really enjoyed the Malfurion and Tyrande dynamic. Right. I thought they were like, I don't know. I was I was obsessed with night elves. Like realistically, when I was in when I was a teenager, I thought the night elves were just the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like no other elves could ever compare to how amazing these night elves were. Them booty. Yep, them booty, and. I don't know, like they as a couple, but also as characters, like their lore really, really interested me. So I enjoyed reading about them. I enjoyed like Elder, the stories about them and whatnot. But I don't know, like, I don't know that I really ever cared about the characters other than my own character until like far, far later in the iterations of the game. Because back then it really wasn't about the characters, like the, the, the lore story character is right. about your character. It was about your character's journey through this world huh. and how you interacted with it. It wasn't about everybody else. You were just Weird. sort of like, it was about your story. I never kind of thought about that. Like, think about it. Think about the first like dungeons and like raids and whatnot. It was you as a hero taking on these big monsters and these big, like whatever. Yeah. But nobody really gave a shit about anything else. And then Burning Crusade came out. And I think Illidan was the first character that they really like gave a, a fleshed out hard story to that you were supposed to care about and follow and whatever. 
And so everybody kind of latched onto that. Like, oh my God, Illidan, he's our emo hero, right? I think like, that actually happened in Wrath. Illidan was sort of the start, but he was it was a blank story. No one quite understood why we were doing that. To yeah, Illidan. it's true. Unless you like really looked into it. And no, even if you looked into it back in the day, because obviously I looked a lot at the lore. They didn't have a lot there. We they retroactively added data. Well, okay, if you read the books like War of the Ancients, remember Illidan was in War of the Ancients. Sure. And his he was story. He's a good guy in War of the Ancients. You're right. He was. So I guess his story as a villain wasn't really fleshed out that much until later on. But he was kind of the first character that they really gave like a story to. To a small degree. And then Wrath Lich King, it was Arthas. Arthas was like, holy shit, it's Arthas, right? You actually yeah. went through his whole story because they had the um strat dungeon yeah and you would show well that i don't know that that came till later that actually was after i think ice crown that was time walking oh that's right yeah i forgot that whole like chromie story was like far later on okay well they still introduce you and the thing is is in every most of the dungeons you would interact with arthas or see an avatar of arthas yeah or arthas would somehow inject himself and you'd always see him as this big figure this big model like it was a his model his character model was naturally bigger than ours yes and they kind of kept that going throughout all of the later expansions. Yes, they did. And I think they latched on to that. People really liked that. It was following kind of almost to a degree someone else's story. And we were just involved in other people's story. Yeah. But yeah, like originally it didn't feel like you were supposed to really care about the larger in life heroes that much. Yeah. And then later on it sort of switched. Whereas it became less about what your character was doing and more about what all these heroes were doing. And you were just sort of like a part of their story. Yeah. Yeah. So it really did change. I never thought of that that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I spent a good portion of the game really not caring about any of the major hero characters. The only reason I did was because I, I'd gone and I'd read most of the, the novels, like the War of the Ancient series or um, what was it? Day of the Dragon. Day of the Dragon, yeah. Um, there, was, there was a few of them that I read that were quite good. But those were the only really like lore tidbits that I got about these characters. And yeah, I guess I just never really cared about them that much. So you don't really have like a favorite even to today? Mm, no. Wow. No, there isn't really any of them that I care about. Like I said, like Tyrande and Malfurion are like kind of the only two that I care about that much. And also it's sort of like a jokey thing. Because, well, now it is. Well, in uh, in Legion. Legion, they're... they're Tyrande, where are you? I need you. Malfurion, my love. <laughs> like, it was just so over-the-top dramatic, and I we couldn't get past how just stupid I it sounded. I feel like they were play actors, people who did, like, stage acting. and Yeah, you know, like the, the old Shakespearean actors where they just had to over-dramatize everything for just for the sake of it yeah i i find them funny if the whole game was like that it'd be acceptable but only because it felt unique in this one little instance yeah yeah it felt strange it also felt really funny that malfurion who was touted to be this great and powerful arch druid suddenly is like oh my god i don't know what to do and he became this like wimpy little girl i need my mommy who is also my wife i don't know what to do with myself yeah it felt weird because like in my mind when someone's like that if, if that situation were to happen between us i wouldn't turn into a wimpy little child i would turn into a raging bear and go th- trouncing through a forest to find you right whereas he's just like i don't know oh my god i just thought it was kind of funny um so I think we both know who mine is. I'll let yeah, you take one we guess. Yeah, we already know who uh, your, your Sylvanas Bay. 
Oddly enough, I did talk about her in a recent episode. Did you? I don't know if it's going to be aired before or after this one, but we did talk about retconning yep. and some of the worst retcons slash best oh, retcons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hers is uh, up there. You know that I hate what they did to my bae. Yeah. Yeah. Our lovely undead queen who just went psycho evil for no reason. Yeah. I always and liked her. They just needed an enemy, I guess. I don't they know. They did. I always liked her because... She was that character that was, I, I always was a big fan of Vegeta and all these, you know, edgelers, these art, uh, these anti-heroes, if it were. Yeah. Um, people who you know are willing to do the thing the other heroes aren't willing to do, but are needed to be done to get the problem solved. And you're always wondering, is evil, question mark, but always turns out to be good. And she's kind of the underdog queen, right? She like. Is. She was just that sort of like shadowy character that was pulling the strings in the background and like, you know, got shit done. But yeah, sometimes it was it was in questionable ways, but she always had the interest of the horde at heart. And most certainly, I think what was a huge thing was she took an underdog race, a bunch of people who got screwed over like she did. Mm -hmm. These were people who weren't in a good position. They're not the alliance who, you know, were known to have nice, pretty forests. Their place was everything decayed and destroyed because of Arthas's, you know, path of destruction. And she brought these people from a life of misery and regret and sadness to, and guilt, guilt. Oh, absolutely. To we can be something better. Mm -hmm. And she had that, but she always had, because they were missing a part of their soul, they had seen horrible things. They were a bit darker and they, they were willing to go a bit further. And I always enjoyed that about her. And that's kind of, I always, in my role play mind, which I didn't do a lot of role play. Mm -hmm. I didn't do any, but in my character's story, he was a death knight and he really served Sylvanas, not, and the Ebon Blade was just his, his side piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I always kind of had that and I always enjoyed her. But then when they turned her into just a dumb villain, I really hated the idea that she was a character defined by being enslaved. And then as a villain, she became enslaved. Yeah, I just don't, I don't really understand what they did with her. Like her whole idea was, you know, break the chains of, of man and, Oppression. you know, yeah, basically be something more than what everybody thinks you are. Yes. Right. You have been given a second chance at life. Do something with it. Be, be something because not everybody gets this opportunity. Yes, it's a curse, but it can also be a blessing. Yes. Therefore, take it as a blessing and, and just do something incredible. Or take the curse on yourself so that others don't have to. Or that, yes. Yeah, and that kind of idea. And I really enjoyed that. So we've talked about our favorite characters. And then our favorite characters don't necessarily tie up to our favorite story arcs. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a favorite story arc? Like a Because obviously this goes through a bunch of different arcs and different mini stories that all add up. What was your favorite arc? Like your favorite, you know, storyline that you liked following? Uh, honestly, the most notable storyline that really stuck with me was the redemption of Illidan. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Here. Like Legion, on like hands down, Legion was a solid expansion. It was, and the storyline of Illidan in that expansion of like his, um, you know, going from just a a selfish villain type character to somebody who is like okay no maybe i need to put the the needs of the world ahead of you know whatever well, i think it validates his mindset they, they kind of turned him from originally he was a character that went from good to evil yes and they kind of framed him in a new light now i know a lot of people are upset about this framing they wanted him to just stay a villain 
Uh, they wanted him to follow that path. But he wasn't always a villain. I think he was a villain with circumstance. Like he kind of just got he got like shit on just he a did, lot. He did a lot of dumb shit. In yeah, of Warcraft, course he did in Warcraft Three. That yeah. led him to just be everyone just sort of assumed he became a dumbass, like not a dumbass villain, but a villain that just wanted power for himself, and he was sure. using everything else as an excuse. Hmm. Turns out. The thing is, I never really took that. I never really took to that story arc. So when they revealed in Legion that, no, no, he always was good. He he was truly doing the, I need power to become good, to to do the right thing. Yeah. I kind of just went, yeah, I knew that all along. Yeah. Like, he truly believed that everything that he was doing was for the good of Azeroth. Yeah. Like, in a way, he was kind of like the Sylvanas, where he wasn't going to take the you know, the the good light path yes. to get shit done. He got down and dirty. He, you know, took the power of Sargeras and he, you know, one thing I allied re- himself with some really bad people. He did. One thing I really like about his arc that they did in Legion was, if you notice in Legion when we were introduced to the Golden Army and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tyrion came back and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Ty- Tyrion? Tyrion. No. Turalyon. Turalyon. Oh High Exarch Jesus. So we were introduced to High Exarch Turalyon, who basically put all of his faith in Zira, in the, um, uh, what, 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 the Naru. The Naru, yeah. The order. The, and it, was, it wasn't about good or evil. It was about chaos versus order, effectively. Yes. And so you had this group, this army that we were first introduced to, this army of the light, that they followed order, order, must be it and destiny that's how they worked mm-hmm. they strayed nowhere from it they believed the power was in giving their faith to the Nara. everything has its preordained location everything is pre <laughs> yeah yeah from uh snowpiercer exactly yeah. and so whereas when they rescued illidan because they realized illidan was the only one that um that could save them or someone decided that guldan oh they were going to stop guldan from summoning sargeras and ended up illidan came through instead because it turns out his spirit is he is now a demon he's more demon than he is mortal mm-hmm. and therefore he can be reborn in the in the nether so he came through instead of sargeras and when he came through he sort of there was this destiny no i thought somebody broke him out of prison no well they broke his body out of prison right yeah but his soul went to the nether because it was reborn because he's more demon than he is mortal yes that's right anymore and when guldan was going to resurrect and bring sargeras from the nether portal nether or nether the nether he thinking nether realm but that's uh, <laughs> uh well we'll just call it the nether where yeah. the demon's souls kind of chill out uh, the the dark the something about like the great dark beyond or something no, shit no, like that, that that's more it? that's more cthulian stuff yeah um anyway so he came back and um he sort of caused immediately the moment he came back the very cinematic that he came back they're like okay you have a destiny and you've got this order and he's like oh look i created a portal in the sky and they're like you did what and he's just like, oh, yeah, no, I did a thing. Fuck all y'all. Which was amazing cinematic, considering they added in the game. You could see Argus in the skybox mm, now. Yeah, yeah. And he came back, and he did this really cool thing where they kept doing this, you know, put your faith in the Naru. The Naru will protect us. Destiny will protect us. And his statement was, fuck Destiny. You have to take it yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't just let Destiny come to you. You can't put your faith in other people. You must solve the problem. You must do it. That is why we are going to Argus. We're not going to wait for the Naru. We're not going to wait for Destiny. We're going to go fuck them up. Let's do it, boys. Yeah. And that's kind of his shtick was it was this Destiny versus um, uh, determinism versus, you know, pure self um, strength. Yeah. 
And that's where he juxtaposed them and to the point where they're like, hey, we're going to give you this power. You're going to become the light. You're going to become this destined Illidan that was yeah. talked about in the these The champion books. of light. The champion of light. And he just sort of went, fuck you. That's not who I am. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to take our power. And I really like that juxtaposition of storytelling. Mm-hmm. I thought, I agree with you. That's why I liked it so much because it was a twist because they led up to this destiny and books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he spun it all around. Yeah. And oh, he, yeah. And there was this challenge narrative that I think was really- Yeah. It was overall it was a very solid storyline and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's quickly jump into our favorite expansions. Yeah. Uh so we talked I brought up what's our favorite what's our favorite expansion and you said, "Well, I got two of them." So you need to talk about our favorite mechanical expansion and our favorite nostalgia expansion. Yes. So what is your favorite nostalgia expansion? Wrath of the Lich King. I figured that would be Yeah, it. because honestly, that's where I probably spent the most amount of time getting the most out of the game um that's where you and i probably spent the most amount of time playing you know, yeah. I, I could say in the beginning we spent a lot of time later on too but i have the most like nostalgic memories of like truly discovering what it was that i wanted out of world of warcraft and what i you know enjoyed out of the game mm-hmm. and i think that kind of set the precedent for you know the time that i played you know after wrath of the lich king yep so to me, it was a very important expansion for my uh, WoW development, we'll say. Yeah, I think we're both pretty true on that. Yeah. Um, I think that's true for both of us. But I have, I actually have a lot of love for Legion. And I think, you know, okay, I'll, I'll give Wrath my favorite nostalgia, but it's only by a little. Yeah, fair enough. By actual, without hesitation, favorite expansion is Legion. Yeah, same here. I really enjoyed... I honestly enjoyed everything about Legion. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the um, the flavor of it, we'll the say. The art was fantastic. Yeah, the art was like... Ed- it was like that, it was ed- the edged highlighted colors yeah, that every, they added. Yeah, every area that they added in Legion felt truly unique yep. and felt very well put together. Yes. Right? And honestly, my favorite was... Um, why can't I think of it now? The forested area. The, uh, it starts with a V. Not Voldoon. Uh, um, I think it starts with a V. Oh, Valshara. Valshara, It did yeah, start yeah. with the V. So I think Valshara for me was my favorite, um, like thematically. Like I really love that enchanted fey forest. Yes. And it really brought back my my night elf love. Yes, it that, did. That, that, you know, it just, it just itched that nostalgia in my heart. And it just, I don't, I loved everything about it. But uh, yeah. Obviously I was a huge fan of Argus because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Argus is actually, you really like Stormheim too. Yeah, I did like that. Like very like Norse, Viking, Viking, yeah. But I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because that's my heritage. Yeah. No, it was a great expansion. Uh, I think we both really loved the art style. Oh, absolutely. We loved power and leveling up our weapons, our, you know, legendary weapons. It was fun. It's a great mechanic. Yeah, we knew it had to come to an end one day. But it was really fun doing that. And it, they, because they, they added a story how you got your mount. They added a story about how you became the leader of your your class, effectively your class guilds. Yeah. And then how you got these legendary artifacts as well. And they added a lot of story in that one. Yeah, it really felt like you were very involved in the world. Like you as a character, it kind of brought back that feeling that I was talking about from the the original game where it felt like the story really revolved around you. You are the new hero. You are the new hero. It was the you, passing of the torch. Right. Like you are leading this guild hall of paladins and they are looking to you for guidance and to lead them into this, you know, great battle for the, the world basically. Yeah. And later on, yes, it kind of turned into more of like, okay, now we're following, you know, Illidan's story. Yeah. But 
it it truly felt like you were very involved with whatever the heck was going and on with the world. They had some pretty rad concepts for battles. Like, um, you know, they had the night, we went into the, the nightmare realm. Oh yeah. The Emerald dream, the Emerald dream or the Emerald nightmare to be yeah. accurate. Yeah. We ended up doing some really crazy, cool stuff. We went into hell during one of the dungeons. Did we? Yeah. That's where you fight Helia on the boat. That right. boat's, it's like a boat to Yeah, hell. that's right. I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had this really interesting story of what was going on with Sylvanas, where I really hoped it would have, would have had a better outcome, but yeah, that, that was like the beginning of the downfall of Sylvanas. Yeah, it was. And, but they, they also had my, one of my favorite boss fights of all time. It I mean, not necessarily mechanically, but I just, to me, it was just rad. Someone went with this idea and I loved it. Fighting on top of a space demon's ship through hyperspace. What fight was that? I think it was Kill Jaden we fought. Um, was it Kill Jaden? Yeah, I think it was Kill Jaden. So remember between the... Dun- it was the last... Um, after Argus and the portal was opened. Uh, 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 no, no, it was before that. It was before the portal, before the uh, Argus was shown to us. Mm-hmm. It was the expansion right before that where they had the island where we had to go into the Tower of Sargeras um, and we had to fight our way through the tower. And then at the end, we fought... I think it was oh, Kill Jaden. Right. I only kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah. And that was, they had a really cool fight. They had a bunch of cool dungeon bosses there really cool stuff but i really enjoyed the at the end the final fight was you were on top of a spaceship fighting a demon through hyperspace because they were flying too hard they were running away we had fought them back right yeah yeah we were they were running away and everyone else is like they're gonna run away and Ilan's like the fuck they are get on the ship boys yeah we're like wait what we're getting on the ship and we're but they're going to Argus and we're chasing after them. So we jumped on their ship and fought Kill Jaden while we were on our way to Argus. We got to Argus by the end of the boss fight mm-hmm. and we're like, fuck, we're in like another part of the universe. Like we hyperspaced across the galaxy. Yeah. What the fuck do we do now? And that's when he created the portal between Argus and Azeroth. Right, right. Which was a rad boss fight. I don't know who decided this. And I know there's sometimes when like going way out of the left field is too much. But this was just, I didn't care. I so to- totally let go of anything I loved and just went, this is cool. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I think like flavor-wise, I really enjoyed um, Nighthold. Nighthold was good. So like that whole, um, the Nightborn Elves and like Surmar and that like artistic flavor, that was amazing to me. Yeah, that was really And cool. Nighthold felt very unique. There was a lot of like really cool, like magical flavored stuff in yes. that. And some of the boss fights were like really unique too. Like uh, the counselor woman there with like the time the mechanic. Fi- I think that's the final boss. It yeah. is, yeah. Yep. Um, that was a really good dungeon. Yeah, they had some like really solid stuff no, in the that. Final oh, the final boss is Goldan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that was the second last boss. Yeah. That was, that was led to make you think it was a final boss until yes. you went and fought Goldan. Um, but that whole dungeon just felt so cool. Yes. Like really like uniquely you from, cool. from like the dungeons underneath all the way up the yeah. tower. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I think it's just cause I just really like, like super pretty magical stuff. I really enjoyed the Nightborn Elves into like as an entire race. Yes. And I think it just, it disappoints me that I can't make a Nightborn Paladin. 
Yeah. Because that is like honestly probably my ultimate character that I would ever have. Well, and yeah, be and super cool. And I can never do Void Elf because they're and then they're one of my favorites. Right. But they're so lives. that to me is just like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just enjoy you from afar. Right. <laughs> like you're just you're just pretty over there. If you, I can't have you, no one right, can you're, you're you'll an, be trapped. <laughs> you're an alt that I'll play occasionally just because you look really cool, but I really don't care about you, sort of thing. <laughs> So we talked about how we don't play WoW anymore, and I don't see a future where we will anymore. No, I think probably it's done not. For us. Yeah, I think we're just, we're done with that that so world. I want to end this on because we're talking about love, digital love. This is love for each other. This is love for our games, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think this one has gone a bit sour for us, just a bit. Yeah, our love for WoW in in all its entirety has just sort of like diminished over the years. It was just you know one too many things that they just don't seem to grasp mechanically and story-wise yeah and the, you know they they shit on your bay you know they just completely ruined her for you your, your <laughs> sylvanas bay but as a game it seems like they just don't they, they don't can't tell stories the way they used to yeah their dungeons i think are pretty interesting mechanically yeah but they don't feel exciting they're not fighting on a spaceship through hyperspace anymore yeah they're not Fighting in the Emerald Nightmare. They're not fighting in this epic, you know, battle where you literally jump through time in order to get stuff. It's not as exciting. I can't say much because I literally didn't play Shadowlands. So it could honestly be better than what I think it is. But looking at the expansion and like I've kind of kept up with some updates and I see stuff that comes out. I just don't find that I care about any of it. I don't care about the Shadowlands. I don't care about the Jailer. I don't care about... Any of the shit that's going on in the game right now with like Anduin or Sylvanas or whatever, like they took all these heroes that had really awesome storylines and were like kind of cool characters or whatever. And they just sort of, I don't know, they went fucking weird. They went weird with everything. Do you think that what they did with the characters and what they, they took characters that we thought we understood and they kind of, some call it retconning, some call it put them in a different perspective to get things out of them. Do you, what do you feel was the worst the one thing, the most egregious thing they did, <sighs> both mechanical and story, whichever one you choose. I don't know. It's hard to say because I, honestly, it, it's it's probably Sylvanas for me. Really, like, what they what they did to Sylvanas just felt like a betrayal of that character. It, it's everything that she stood for and everything she was as a character. They went, yeah, but no, and we're just gonna like chuck that in the trash and make her something different. I liked certain aspects. I at first liked BFA because I saw that she was willing to do this whole war thing. And I'm like, okay, in my mind, because I know Sylvanas is someone who does harsh things, but for the right reasons, Mm -hmm. I kept thinking, what are the reasons? And then she, you know, there's times as the Horde side where we got to choose to help her or betray her. And I always chose to help her. Mm -hmm. Always. Because I felt like, no, this is like... We're the horde. We should stick together. This is what we do. Not just that, but I believe that she has a reason. She's not telling us because there's a reason she's not telling us. Right. She can't tell us yet. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe she thinks we can't handle the choice. I'm a death knight. I can totally handle it. So I felt a bit betrayed <laughs> by that. But I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Also, I t- kind of took it as, okay, this is fine. This is, it's not just my character. This is an MMO. So there are other people playing it. Sure. So that she's not telling the story. It's because of them. It's not me. It's them. Yeah. And I'm her right-hand bae. Also, I was pissed off at Nathanos because you're not her bae. I'm her bae. <laughs> I date her, not you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was happy when he died. Um, 
But I did like him as a character. Yeah, I also thought like his death was kind of unnecessary. Like he was just It was a bit weak. Yeah, it yeah. was. So when they finally revealed that nope, she was just being enthralled and jailed by this other death character, I went, Oh, well fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you betrayed oh Sylvanas. Come you're better than that what girl. You could do better. <laughs> And so it was just really upsetting that what they did. And I think that was probably the most egregious thing was, and not they did it not just for her, but they also took other characters where they kind of twisted them in ways that just seemed against that character that they've learned this lesson. Why are they making the same mistake? Again? Yeah. So one of the characters that I'm thinking of, he was big in BFA, uh, that orc. All I can think is Zappy Boy. Yeah, I know. Sarfang. Yes. So uh, Verox Sarfang. That's it. So I felt like his character kind of went through some weird stuff too, where like, I don't know. I don't know that he realistically would have asked for help from the Alliance. Oh, he totally would have. help the Horde. I think he totally would have. He's a, I took this, see, here's, here's the story where I think they missed. He was supposed to be this old dog. This old dog who was brought back into war because his war chief said so. And he really doesn't want to because he's seen what war does. Right, he's mm-hmm. had his son die. He's had his friends, family, everyone around him die. He's he's the last one left over. Mm-hmm. And I think they they had this story arc where you can see him at the first Zappy Boy. I forget his. I don't think they ever gave him a name till later. I think they yeah they give him later but Zappy Boy. We we'll call him Zappy Boy. Where at first he's like, we're gonna go to war, man. Yeah, Sarafang, I get to fight next to Sarafang. Yeah, this is awesome. And Sarafang's like, no, you don't want war, boy. Like mm-hmm. this isn't. He was this old grizzled man who had gone through war, and he's just like. You, and he was looking at all these young people who want to go to who feel this urge to go to the war. And he's just like, no, you guys don't understand. Yeah. It's not what this is. And he tried to commit suicide effectively to give up. He wanted to he wanted to die a warrior's fight, but he also didn't really want to fight anymore. Yeah. And but he was also felt the honor to follow his leader and die. So it was like this juxtaposition character. And he was looking at all these young people going, you don't want to go to war. And I felt they missed that part of the story arc. Where it was a very interesting character that didn't want to go to war but had to go to war Hmm. due to juxtaposition of his own ideals. But also saw these young people that wanted to go to war and he was reminded of himself, his son, his life. And you saw this feeling on him swell up. And he kind of just puttered out in a bad way and lost at the end of the thing to Sylvanas. I get it. He lost to Sylvanas. He got his... He got his warrior's death. He got his warrior's, his valuable warrior's death. And I, I find that's a great ending for him. I do, I truly do. But I feel like they didn't have that juxtaposition. For Sylvanas, it was this, she's a villain for villain reasons. Yeah. And then you had this other story plot where it was the, why go to war? Are we going to war? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose? You know, huh, huh, war, what is it good for? You know, Jeez. whatever. <laughs> and they didn't have that juxtaposition of character. That, that wasn't the story arc of what is the value of war? And they just told it poorly. Yeah. So it had potential. I saw this nugget of value and I just saw they <laughs> fucked it up and they're doing the same thing with Shadowlands. Yeah. So to me, it's not even like the mechanicals, the mechanical, the mechanics of the game kind of are sucking lately. Yeah, they kind of are. They're not adding as much. Torghast, I think was a great addition. I've never played it, but it sounds amazing. Um, This roguelike dungeon. I thought that's a cool idea. Yeah, I guess. But to me, it's the story arc and the things they screwed over with the story arc. There's no one I care about anymore. Yeah. And the people I did care about they fucked up. I did really like the Sylvanas showing up. Like that to me was exciting where everyone wanted 
Sylvanas to take the position of Lich Queen. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone wanted. And I really liked the concept of they teased it in, that, in the main cinematic. And then she broke the Helm of Domination. Yeah. I thought that was cool because to, I looked at that and went, she's fighting against oppression and imprisonment. There's this imprisoned system. The system that no one sees, but she does. And that's where I got really excited for, I, I got hope again for her because she's breaking imprisonment and that's her yeah. shtick. Breaking control and domination. And I thought that's really cool. And then it turns out she's just dominated anyway. Yeah. So it's like, well, fuck. Like, you guys don't get it. You you have this story arc and this tease of breaking domination and breaking the chains. And then you make her a slave. Yeah. You're, you don't, you fucking this up so bad. <laughs> and that's where I lost my love for it. So. Yeah. They, they just lost sight of, wow, in general. They lost sight of what people care about in this game and what people want. And they just sort of like. It's it's about making money. It's about feeding the whales. You know, more more mounts, more yeah. pets, more transmog, more whatever. And that's it. That's all that's left in the game. There's nothing. It's just about consumption. Yeah. There's nothing about like community. M- yeah, or like meaningful story, or you know, like in enjoying the game for what it is. It's just it's it's all about consumption. And I think that's funny that you know that's why I wanted to bring up the topic of our favorite memories because all of our favorite memories were being with other people. Oh, absolutely. Game. Yeah. And I thought that's interesting. So I think on that sad note, <laughs> yeah. we'll take our sad little, you know, digital love. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll put the flag at half mass for, for, <laughs> for wow. wow. <laughs> that is so sad to hear. Mm. But I want to talk about a game we haven't lost, or at least you haven't love lost. You So you've now played more or less two games that I love from my past. Yep. Both old and new, Diablo and uh, now Mass and Mass Effect. So next, I think the goal is for me to play one of your favorites from your time. <laughs> what game am I going to be playing next for the next episode? So I thought about this and the kind of games that I play generally nowadays are, they're a lot of casual, they're kind of time wasters. You know, I play a lot of Animal Crossing. I've played a lot of Skyrim, but Skyrim's a very... That's a huge undertaking. Yeah. And I thought of a game that would be pretty decent for you to play that I've enjoyed almost every iteration of. I've rebought it every single time it's come out and I don't understand why. It's and just... I've never actually played the game. I've watched you play it, but I've oh, never yeah, it's an absolute it. time waster. There's really no purpose to it other than, you know, what it is. And that's Katamari Damacy. And we have the remake of the first one, We right? absolutely have all the remakes and all the things and every iteration <laughs> on like every fucking console that we own. So... Well, there's definitely a Katamari that you can play. So join us next time on this very special Ronin Geek Digital Love series. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about Katamari Damachi, the first one. The first one. A remake yes. of the first one. Yes, yes. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. This is Plebeian Husbando Adam. And this is uh, Plebeian Night Elf Amanda. 